The open road is full of people behind the wheel. Take away the errand runners, the commuters, and the vacationers. You have the people who drive for work. They may drive for different companies and different industries with a different goal in mind, but they're connected by the sometimes bumpy, sometimes smooth life on the road. If driving is your day to day, you are a road warrior. And this podcast, it's for you. Welcome to the Road Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Ryland. Every other week, we'll share the story of a new road warrior. Here's our latest guest. My name is Veronica. I am currently working as a physician recruiter at Ascension Healthcare in Wisconsin. As a physician recruiter, my job is really to perform initial interviews, determine quality candidates for our organization. And then once we have determined that that person is somebody that we want to investigate further and actually do a physical interview with them and help them meet our other physicians and make sure there's a cultural fit. My role would be to facilitate an on-site interview. So today I have done an on-site interview with a family medicine physician in a city about 50 plus miles from my home. And I am currently talking to you and then I will be taking that candidate around the city to tell them about the highlights of Sheboygan. And then I will also take them to dinner to meet the entire physician team as well as leadership tonight. Okay. Sounds like you have quite the schedule lined up. It is a busy day. (laughs) How does your role translate to your day to day? I know you outlined your schedule for this day, but how does it generally look? For the most part, you know, if, if I have a candidate with me, it's an opportunity for me to be able to get to know those people easily. So driving for me is like an ongoing interview during the day. I prefer to actually have candidates with me. So if I can have a physician in my car, you know, from 730 in the morning until, you know, they go on a community tour or they go to dinner or what have you, um, that's an all day interview. So I have to be on at all times. And then, you know, they tend to relax a bit more. So get to feel a little bit more of the genuine personalities, um, more characters. So driving is, it's not just important for me to get from where, you know, point A to point B, but it's also an opportunity for me to get to know people better. That is really interesting. It's almost like a tool then. It is absolutely a tool. And not all of my colleagues like to drive with their physicians in the car. They feel uncomfortable. They don't keep their cars clean or they, you know, aren't as graceful during their drives, what have you, or they like to listen to different music, whatever it is. I just find it as an opportunity to continue my interview. That's brilliant. Is there anything that you've recognized in these potential candidates that you've been like, oh, that's a red flag? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times. Some of them have been inappropriate conversations. Some of them have been enlightening conversations. And some of them have been conversations that made me think, wow, this person was not who I thought they were at all. And I love them even more. I've had some really eye-opening experiences and that's always great feedback, you know, because I typically have a VP that will ask me, so you spent the day with this person, you know, we received evaluations from physicians, but what was your take on their personality? And it's really an opportunity for me to be able to say, you're right. I spent eight hours in a car with this person and going from site to site, and this is what you didn't see. And so there have been a handful of people that have been rejected and some that have to moved to the top of the list based on the way they behaved when they were just with their physician recruiter driving around in the city. So 
it's very interesting. Do you have specific questions that you like to ask them when you're on the drive? You know, the organization I work for is a Catholic healthcare organization. And several of the sites that I recruit for are really working with the underserved and the poor and the vulnerable. And as a result, I will often take somebody who is not working in an underserved area and intentionally drive them through a neighborhood to get to my other site, just so that they are familiar with what the city actually has among them. It's been rewarding in my experience to see a physician who is, you know, working for a million dollars a year to go through a neighborhood and think, you know, out loud, these these are the people that I'm going to be servicing. These are the people I want to help. Or, you know, it's impressive to me to hear um, those conversations. It's also impressive when I notice that they ignore what is around them. Um, and those are pieces that I bring to my senior leadership. We, we definitely live our mission. And if somebody is not willing to care for that demographic, then, then it is a red flag for us. So I, I don't do it all the time, but there are occasions that I will take people through specific neighborhoods to try and get their ideas. There's also times that I've, I've engaged by asking questions about where they're from or why they might want to move to Wisconsin or it, you know, why they might not want to leave Wisconsin. People have different motivations, and it's always interesting to see if their motivation is aligned with our mission. It's interesting when you have somebody that is like, oh, I absolutely don't want to work with this population. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's probably not going to be a good fit then. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen often. I mean, 90% of the time, if you're looking at a Catholic healthcare organization, you know what you're walking into, but there have been the occasions that people will get comfortable and say things that they shouldn't have. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of where that whole interplay comes in. Like, had you not had that drive, you might not have known and could be facing a completely different circumstance, like a year, even down the road or less. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've had plenty of those experiences. I've had several physicians tell me, you know, I think we dodged a bullet on that one. And (laughs) VP will look at me and say, Oh, you have no idea. (laughs) So, yeah, we've we've had some enlightening drives for sure. Right on. So what is it that got you into this role? Well, several years ago, I was in a leadership role and I enjoyed getting to know young physicians and physicians that were looking for new roles. And a physician recruiter had basically recruited me (laughs) to do the role. And I absolutely love doing physician recruitment is much different than management and it's much more personal. And so, yeah, I got recruited by a recruiter. Classic. Happens yeah. to the best of us. <laughs> it does. How long has driving for work been a staple of your day-to-day? Well, my current role, I've been driving pretty much on a daily basis for two plus years. However, like I said, prior to that, I was in a management role. So I had three clinics at two different sites. So I regularly drove between those sites just so that I was maintaining relationships and able to be on site as a manager. So I've been doing this for more than 10 years. Okay. And how many miles would you say that you put in each week? Well, in management, I would say that I did probably 20 miles. The clinics were close enough. Now I would say that I'm probably doing much more than that. Just to get to my office is probably 20 miles. And then I have um, on-site visits throughout the city of Milwaukee, which could take me to several clinics during the day. I would say on an average day, 
probably 50 miles a day. Okay. So that's kind of a big change. It's a huge change. (laughs) (laughs) What is one of the first things that you noticed being different about your job, you know, being behind the wheel so much, what changed that you were like, gosh, this is crazy different from my last role. Well, I think that being in a hospital and being behind the wheel, huge differences, obviously, but both require showing a lot of grace to other people when you're out and about being kind and recognizing that sometimes others need to come before your own. I would say that's true on the road as well as in a clinic. You know, that's not an answer I would expect to hear from anybody, (laughs) even, you know, (laughs) if they're a good person driving a car, like I feel like it's every man for themselves out there on the road. So that is really nice to hear. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to lie. There are some days that I feel like I've, I've got a little bit of road rage going on, but I would say for the most part, I often think that if, because I get cut off quite a bit yeah. and people, you know, tend to ride you a lot and there's a lot of horn blaring, but for the most part, I figure if they are in a rush such as that, then there must be something much more important going on in their life that they need to manage. And I just like to get home safely or get my candidates where they need to be safely. So I just show yeah. grace. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I, and I think that's why. And you know, there's no sense in antagonizing someone. Because there's too many cases nowadays where people get upset and slam on their brakes or, you know, it can escalate to so much more. It's unnecessary. So I figure, let's go ahead. 90% of the time, I let it roll off of me. Wow. That is, I'm so glad that you drive for work. Like, you are the perfect (laughs) person to drive for work. (laughs) Well, if you ask my husband that, he would disagree because I tend to have a bit of a lead foot. So (laughs) maybe that's... Maybe that's another piece we should probably, you know, be careful with. Um, I tend to show grace, but at the same time, I also am in a hurry. So, so what do you drive? What's your vehicle? Oh, that that's the bad news. I actually drive a Suburban. <laughs> you do? So it's a lovely car, super comfortable. I've got heated seats and all the wonderful luxuries that one could possibly have, but it it is a thirsty car. <laughs> well, as long as you're aware... Do you have like a, a different car in mind that you would like to drive or like to own? Absolutely. Right now, I am fortunate enough to have uh, several children in my world, and they have all taken the smaller cars. So they drive the cars that are much more fuel efficient, and you know they can whip around little corners and what have you. Yeah. It just works out that I have the big vehicle because it is probably the nicer of our cars. At some point, I would like to have a smaller vehicle that is better on gas mileage. I don't think I will ever go to a small car just because I live in Wisconsin. And we yeah. do have snow, and, and I do like to be able to manage through it. But something that's definitely going to be all-wheel drive, and probably like Honda, CRV, or RAV4, or something smaller like that. Yeah, my parents actually have a, a CRV, and they're very happy with it. And they, yeah. drive, they drive all over. Like, they refuse to fly. Somehow it, it, it's offensive to, you know, not drive along every road and look out every window at all the passing trees, <laughs> et cetera. So that's fair. I, I like road trips. I mean, I drive for a living, so I, I don't mind driving at all. And I like the road trips. I like seeing what's out there. Yeah, I can understand that. But a suburban, it would be nice to downgrade at some point. Yeah, I hear that. But on the topic of road trips, what's the best drive that you've been on? So I've had, I've been really fortunate in my life to have some great road trips. I've had excellent experiences with driving for work. I would say my best experience for work was when I 
had a young lady come from India, and so it's nice and warm there, and it is not here, and we had a blizzard. And I picked her up in my Suburban, which she looked like a tiny little thing climbing into it. Um, and she was not dressed for the weather by any means. And oh, sure. we had, oh my gosh, we had a blast. We went and got coffee. We toured the city. She didn't feel intimidated by the snow. Um, everybody was getting stuck in the snow and we just kept on going and we were on time and she was, she was just so much fun and she signed with us. So we were really lucky, Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was great. And sitting in the car with her, learning about her experiences and what she was doing and how she was going to make the impact here in Ascension at Wisconsin, you know, and the, the opportunities that she wanted to present and do um, just made me fall in love with her more and more. We had a blast. It was great. You know, that's a very interesting answer to that question because usually we're like, oh, the most beautiful place, but you're all about the experience. And that's very interesting. I'm all about the experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. So what do you know now that you tell yourself before you started driving for work? What do I know now that I tell myself before? Let's see. I guess I would tell myself or that I know now is I, I should be prepared for stops. I get a lot more stops than I had ever anticipated before. Detours or, you know, car accidents or injuries and how you respond to them are important. I always prepare for others. In my car, I often keep water and snacks and things like that, not just for myself, but for everybody else. I would also say that I've learned how to be more graceful on the road than I was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, I feel like, you know, there's there's wear and tear on tires, but there's also wear and tear on your person. And how you kind of show that is, you know, either you probably shouldn't be driving anymore or, you know, you've grown as a as a driver. You mentioned accidents. I have not had one knock on wood since I've been driving people with me. When I have people in my car, I tend to be a little more cautious of the other people around me just because, you know, their safety is in my hands. But I have encountered times when I'm in the middle of an interview and, you know, just recently I was driving through Milwaukee and I had to go from the west side to the east side. And it's typically a 12 minute ride and 30 minutes into it with my candidate in the car. I was already late for my next stop. So, you know, it for me, you know, I do. I tend to talk a little randomly sometimes, and I'm confident that that position heard me say, Lord, I hope that person is okay. And then I picked up my phone and pulled over and called the next place that we were going and said, you know, we were going to be late. There was something on the interstate, got back on the road. And when we got there, you know, we did find out that somebody had passed in that accident. And he was just grateful that we had gotten to the next place safely. He had two little babies and, you know, he, he noticed it and, and he was grateful for it. So, yeah, I have encountered, you know, some some bad things on the road and it's it's sad to see. So just try to be safe and cautious of others. Yeah, definitely. And that's and that's advice uh, everyone should follow. So thank you for that. What do you do to stay alert in your vehicle when maybe you're tired or, you know, it's the end of a long day? Uh, what do you do to keep your eyes open? I would say the end of the day is probably the hardest morning during the day, all of those, I'm still pretty alert. I tend to be a morning person anyway, so that works out fine. But the evenings are a little bit more difficult. I do a lot of physician interviews that go into dinner. And of course, sometimes 
alcohol is involved. So I limit the amount of alcohol I have because the last thing I want is to be drinking and, and driving. So I tend to not be a big drinker when I am at work functions. So with that being said, when I get in the car, I always call my husband first to let him know that I'm on my way home and which route I'm taking so that he's aware. Um, and then if he's not wanting to talk on the phone, which he typically isn't, so I will then call one of my girls um, who are in college and I'll try and take that opportunity to spend some time with finding out what's going on in their world. And they tend to keep me pretty entertained with college stories. So that's typically what I'll do is I just find time to connect with the people that I don't get to see during the day that I've missed so much and they keep me awake. Yeah. That's a great way to not only like catch up and, and stay entertained, but you know, stay awake on, on the road. Not, not something I I've ever it. done, but no, no, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't made that many long trips, but it's definitely something that I keep on hearing. I'm like, gosh, I should really go on a long trip and start calling these people I've been talking to in years. <laughs> Like my grandma would love a phone call. (laughs) You know, it's funny because my daughters now, when I call them, anytime it's after 8.30, they know that I finished, you know, a physician dinner. Some have run much longer and those are more difficult. But if it's after 8.30, they know that I'm usually leaving work. And and so they answer. They're like, hi, mama. I know you're probably leaving work, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, I am. Let's connect. So they're really good about it. And they, you know. They like the time, I think, as well, because how often do you get one-on-one with your parents, especially now that you've gone into college? And, you know, so we, we talk a lot on the phone after work. I will call my dad, too, and, and we'll talk on the phone. And, you know, I, I had said to him one time, I, I feel really bad that I call you when I'm on my way home from work. And he's like, no, I get it. He goes, it's, you know, 35, 40 minutes of uninterrupted time that you can actually have a conversation with somebody. He's like, I appreciate the time. So I find that it's, you know, it might be convenient for me, but the person on the other end appreciates the time that they've been provided. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is, that is super insightful. So what are your car comforts? You spend a lot of time in your car. What do you have in there to keep you, you know, happy? Maybe there was something that happened. You're like, Oh, I definitely need to include this. Otherwise that might happen again. Well, Contrary to what my husband says, I'm pretty low maintenance. (laughs) I really only need some basic things. I definitely need sunglasses. I need some lip gloss and lip balm because I'm talking all the time. So my lips are always dry. With that being said, I also always have water in my car, whether it's for me or somebody else. I always have unopened bottles of water. In fact, I keep a lot of them in the back trunk so that if I have to, I can pull over and pull some out. I always have gum because after work, I, you know, I've been talking with people all day long and I haven't had an opportunity to brush my teeth. So I typically will grab gum um, and hand sanitizer. I shake so many hands during the day that hand sanitizer is huge for me. So those are my, like, those are the things that if I don't have them in one space, they're in the bottom of my bag. I must have them at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Spending so much time one-on-one. I mean, I feel like you have it down to a science at this point. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty used to it by now. <laughs> if you were to open up your glove box, what would we see in there? You would see a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a little chipmunk. I've got a lot of granola bars and food that travels well so that I can eat. I'm always hungry. And when you're on the road, you have the option to either stop and grab fast food or you can bring something that is more nutritious. I'd like to say that I grab an apple every day before I leave the house, but you know, that's not always the case. So 
when I'm out and about and looking for something, that is the first thing that I'm, I'm looking for is food. I would say that I also have like my insurance card and napkins. I also have some little tight pens in case somebody spills something on themselves in the you know process of an interview. And I have a phone charger in there. Always need a phone charger. Your glove box sounds a lot more prepared than mine is. I think I just have like the car manual, maybe my insurance cards, definitely napkins, <laughs> but that's, that's about it. <laughs> I will say my husband just put an insurance card holder in my car the other day and he put it in a bright red sleeve because I said, well, I don't think I have one of those. And he was like, you've got to have it in your car. I'm like, I don't really think I do. So he went in the car, he found it and put it in a bright red sleeve so that I can't say that I don't have it in the future because it is a law in Wisconsin to have an insurance card in your in your vehicle. So he made sure that I knew where it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been pulled over in this state in almost 10 years, but I do know that it's one of the first things the officer asks you for. And yeah, that's, uh, that, is, that is very handy to have. Yes, I was grateful that he did that for me because I would have told him, no, I don't have one, sir, <laughs> but I do. So... In the event of an accident, what do you do? Do you have any nightmare necessities in your vehicle? How are you prepared for that situation? I would say I'm probably more prepared than most. I do have blankets and gloves and hats in my car. I primarily think about winter months all the time. And then, you know, I do have like my insurance card. I always have that charger in case I need to call somebody. And then, of course, you know, like I said, I'm a chipmunk. I've got a ton of food in my car, too. So I would probably be fine for a few hours. But other than that, you know, I, I, I think we can all be more prepared. So I'm sure I'm missing something. Yeah. A while ago, I, I did a, an episode just strictly on nightmare necessities. And it's essentially everything that my dad has ever told me that I should have in my trunk, um, <laughs> which is a lot, but I, I broke it down from like nice to haves and need to haves. So every episode, we ask our guests for a song they either listen to on the road or used to listen to all the time on the road. What is yours? So this is tough. In the morning, I really like to listen to NPR, and that, that ages me a little bit, but I really <laughs> do like to listen to that. But I would say that when I am on my way home and it's been a long day and I'm looking for that evening piece that is just reserved for me, I would say my guilty pleasure is probably 90s hair band music in any shape or form. Okay. Okay. I can see that being fun. Terrible confession. No, <laughs> it no, is a lot of fun. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. Could you give me like the most recent uh, song or uh, piece that you can think of for the last one that you had stuck in your head? It's Guns N' Roses. I was listening to it actually on my ride to the clinic today. I was listening to Guns N' Roses. Welcome to the Jungle. It was lots of fun being on the road. <laughs> But it is it is definitely a fun song. And if you like 90s hair band, it kind of feels like you're screaming at things. But, you know, it's you can still kind of move around in it. And it's fun. Are there any questions that I haven't asked that you would like to answer? Uh, any misconceptions that you'd like to clear up? Anything along those lines? You know, I think people need to be nicer to each other on the road. And remember that we're all on our way somewhere and just be patient with each other. It's not, it's not a race, even though we think it is some days. There's nothing that important that you need to put anybody else in danger for. And that concludes our latest episode of the Rogue Warriors podcast. Thanks to Veronica for coming on. And to those of you listening, thanks for tuning in. 
If you liked what you listened to, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you have stories, we would love to hear them. Fill out our quick survey. Let us know why you should be our next guest. You can find the link to the survey in the show notes. Thanks again and drive safe.